Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about wigs. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. It's the go-home show for WrestleMania, and here is why Cody Rhodes should be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns at the end of WrestleMania this weekend. I am Luke Owen, D-A-D, your Jam That Champion and your Quizzlemania Champion, and I'm not joined by uh, Pete today. Instead, I'm joined by his L-I-W co-friend, Tempest. WrestleMania, baby! Woo! WrestleMania, baby! Woo. Oh, Luke, once upon a time, I sat in your position uh-huh. holding all that gold. I know. I just need to put your crown on. Yeah. Because I really am that bitch at the moment. And in a very short order, <laughs> I managed to lose all the things. I know. Well. And you just might. I, I know. Well, this is being defended tomorrow. Mm-hmm. My Quizzlemania trophy is being defended tomorrow. We are doing Quizzlemania, everyone. Quizzlemania, baby. Woo. We're doing Quizzlemania tomorrow live live and, and in, in person. person so uh oh, i'm going to be defending this tomorrow after i won it's uh, the big fat quizzlemania of the year in 2022 and i'm going to be defending this jam that championship this weekend at wrestle jamia so you could in one fell swoop go from having all the gold to none of it <sighs> What a week. What a week. And our predictions video for WrestleMania will be going live tomorrow here on the WrestleTalk Podcast channel. Uh, there's links in the video description down below, actually, one of which will help you subscribe to this channel, which you all should do if you haven't done already. There's thumbs up buttons as well. But there's also a link to beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk because Tempest, I don't know about you, I like beer. I also like beer. I bloody love a little bit of beer, me. And because it's WrestleMania season... WrestleMania, baby. Woo! You're going to want to have some beers on hand. 
So you could get out of the shops, you could buy some beers, or you could get eight. Eight free craft beers. Free. Luke, that's more than seven. Delivered to your front door. All you've got to pay for is that sweet-ass postage and packaging. $5.95 for the postage and packaging. And it'll be sent directly to your door. We'll be tasting some Beer 52 in a little bit. Beer 52, baby. Woo! Also, uh, click the link down below to go to uh, wrestle.com forward slash support. Get in your Ultra Chats. Let us know what you're most looking forward to at WrestleMania, what you think might happen at the show, and your excitement levels for Quizzlemania for the WrestleMania predictions and WrestleMania itself. We'll be doing live reactions to night one and night two of WrestleMania. And the Raw after WrestleMania, everyone! The work just doesn't stop around here. Back by popular demands, our mod mother Jenna is slightly concerned about my sleep schedule. You've had a kid, you know what it's like. That's what I thought. That's fine, I can do live reactions for both of them, I can do the reviews for both of them, and I can do the Raw After Mania, and I can do the Raw After Mania review as well. You'll sleep when you're dead. I'll sleep when I'm dead, I've got a championship to defend, although I might not on the Raw After Mania. Anyway, let's talk about the Raw before Wrestlemania. This one, in fact. This one, in fact, it was, in fact, a Wrestlemania Raw. That's what they advertised this as, this was a big go-home show, but it was interestingly a go-home show without a lot of the top stars involved in top angles. Mm -hmm. For example, there was no Logan Paul on this show, Sure, there was no John Cena on this show, there was no Roman Reigns on this show, there was actually no Asuka on this show, there was no (laughs) Bianca Belair on this show, there was no Charlotte Flair on this show. Like, there were a lot of, like, top angles and matches that were not actually present for this. You kind of had, like, you know, the other half of matches. Yes doing representation for it but kind of like overall before we get into this main events and everything kind of how did you feel about did you think this show actually did an effective build for wrestlemania i thought that this was an effective build show for wrestlemania i don't know how effective it was as like the go home show it didn't feel so much like the final stop on the road to wrestlemania i know we have smackdown to get through and Pretty much the brand split, kind of non-existent this week, but I'll allow it. It felt like this was a good middle to later third of Raw build to WrestleMania. Like, if this was a week or two ago, it would have felt much more appropriate. But overall, I think it was still really good. I didn't dislike watching the show whatsoever. There's some good matches. There were a bunch of things that I felt like were pretty appropriate for a go-home show. The big eight-man tag, I thought, was, yeah, that's the type of match that they like to put on a go-home show, and, yeah, it made me excited to see that match at WrestleMania. But in terms of, like, the top, top, tippy-top angles, I know Sat and I have been saying for a long time we thought that the go-home episode of Raw would end up being the bloodline against Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn and have that, like, huge mega six-man tag match to lead into WrestleMania. And maybe they just didn't know who to beat in a match like that to set something up, but it did feel like... We're missing Roman Reigns from this show, yeah. that kind of feeling. Because we, so we had him last week, and the angle that Cody and Roman had last week was was really, really great. It was really, mm-hmm. really effective. I wonder if that big six-man tag that you and Seth have been asking for, that's a Raw after Mania yeah. match. The more I've thought about it watching the show today, I have kind of thought maybe it does just make more sense to do that match after WrestleMania when you have a bit more leeway with who you can beat in a match like yeah, that. It's easier. Just win. Yeah. The good guys can just win if they're the ones holding all the belts, which fingers crossed is how they go with things this weekend. But you never know. You never know. Although, I mean, I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident in Cody. I am winning. as well. Pretty confident in uh, Owens and Zane winning uh, as well. So yeah, I, I'm pretty sure the good guys are, are going to win at the end of the day. Uh, 
let's talk about this main event mm -hmm. because this was advertised on SmackDown that it's going to be Cody Rhodes versus Solo Sokoa. And uh, I had heard this match was going to be announced via my Twitter mentions mm -hmm. because I had a lot of people message being like, this is all your fault. Because <laughs> <laughs> on this show three weeks ago, I said, I asked Pete, who do you think is going to be the first person to beat Solo Sokoa? Mm -hmm. He was like, I already have no idea. And I said, well, it's going to be Cody Rhodes. Yeah. He's going to beat Solo Sokoa on the road to WrestleMania to build up towards Roman Reigns. And sure enough, that's exactly what Cody Rhodes exactly did. what happened. And it's not like I'm this big wrestling prognosticator. I'm not this Nostradamus or anything. It's not even, oh, I've been a wrestling fan for 20 years. No, it's I'm a Cody Rhodes guy. Like, yeah. I've seen a Cody Rhodes feud. I know how Cody Rhodes feuds work. But also, this is this is how you use your your top heel's bodyguards. Yeah. You beat the top heel bodyguard on the way to getting to the top heel. Yeah. I mean, who better to beat... Than Canyon. Yeah, who better than Canyon? <laughs> But, like, who better to beat the undefeated second singles guy in the bloodline other than the top babyface in the company? Yeah. Like, I don't know who, who better you serve that, like, save that moment for. And I was saying on the SmackDown podcast that I didn't know whether they were just going to have Cody win this match to really give him the momentum leading into WrestleMania or whether they would have, like, the big Usos beatdown thing so it ends in, like, a DQ schmoz and then potentially have Solo be the first challenger at Backlash or something. Mm. And that's when you have Cody beat him. But either way... My mindset was always like, all right, well, whether it's now or a month from now, Cody comes out on top over Solo because the you're not ready That's angle of right. things plays into all of it. It gives more for Solo Sokoa to do after the fact, this tease of him and Roman. There's a lot to work with, even though Roman wasn't on this show. It still will then play into whatever they end up doing on SmackDown, whatever happens after WrestleMania. That's it, because there's... I like this from a couple of aspects. One, I think it's the perfect use of Solo. I think it's the perfect build for Cody. I think it's actually a really good build for the Mania match this weekend because he has he's, Cody's effectively beaten the final boss before the final mm -hmm. boss, the penultimate boss, if you will, in Solo. But two, it's great from a character perspective because the whole deal last week you mentioned was Cody telling Solo, you think you're ready, but you're not. Mm -hmm. And me and Pete even like were talking about on the Raw podcast last week that when Roman was holding Solo back from attacking Cody Rhodes, it's because Roman also knows Solo is not ready yet, yep. but he doesn't want Solo to know that he knows that or that yes. he thinks that. Yes, because Roman's the control freak, and as long as he keeps people thinking the way he wants them to think, that's how he stays in power. Exactly. So he's there telling Solo, you're totally ready, kid. You're totally ready, kid. But really, he's like, but you're not ready for mm -hmm. Cody Rhodes, so I'm not going to let you get into that. So I find it very interesting then that Paul Heyman... The wise man is the guy that effectively set this up on SmackDown. So did Paul Heyman not know? Did Paul Heyman not know what Roman was thinking? Did Paul Heyman read this situation wrong? Did Paul Heyman think that maybe Solo was ready? Or did Paul Heyman feed Solo into this position to not win and beat Cody to show that he's ready, but just to weaken and soften Cody up? before he gets to WrestleMania. Could well do. There's a bunch of different aspects to this that you can really look look at because as the show's going off the air, you see Paul talking into his phone, maybe recording a voice note or sending Roman Reigns a message or something. You would probably imply that he's talking to Roman Reigns in some form. But it's like, what is he saying in that? What are his motivations? Because we know he has them, but we just don't know exactly what 
the goal here was. Yeah, the most likely of them is for him to just set up and soften Cody Rhodes before his match with, with Roman Reigns. But maybe it's it's Paul's way of putting Solo Sokoa in his place a little bit after last week when they show like after Raw goes off the air, Roman and Solo kind of have a little bit of a of a moment. Barking at him, yeah. Yeah, they're they're kind of not on equal terms. They're not all happy go lucky bloodlines all in a good place right now. So maybe when that happens, you need to to get Solo back in line a little bit and show him like, "No, no, you're not the big man yet. You need to learn." And this happens. I don't know. It's really interesting stuff. You're a henchman. Yep. You're a goon. You may as be wearing a t-shirt that says goon written on it because you are not the leader of this group. I'm the leader of this group. Well, and if he was the goon, he'd need hockey skates <laughs> and a jersey. The goon! <laughs> Greatest WrestleMania announcement of all time. Um, I, I really, really liked this as a main event. The match itself was like... It was fine. Fine. It was totally fine. It was like, you know... A typical raw main event type thing but I, I i enjoyed it i thought that they did enough to kind of get solo over in this you know he got to get his feet up on the ropes off a uh the crossroad mm -hmm. he got hit with like a bunch of cody cutters and even at the end of it they were saying like cody rose won with the assist of kevin owens and Sami Zayn because they stopped the usos interfering i don't think that's quite true mm -hmm. because cody rose effectively fought off the Usos, and then also beat him. So I don't yeah. think he won with the assist. No, he had their help to even the playing field, yes. make it even once again, yeah. which, to be fair, is not what a lot of Bloodline opponents have had over the last couple of years. So in that sense, it was sort of an assist just to get them back to equal ground. But yes, I do agree that I think Cody still had a pretty clean win over Solo Sokoa here. But the point on it is that they were trying a lot in the build of the match and the commentary as well to make it look like, yeah, Solo didn't just get beat here. Yeah. He is still like, you know, the street thug. He's still this like undefeated guy, but he's now just taking his first pinfall loss. So I thought they actually set the match up really, really well. And I thought that this was, it might be almost the best build that they had on the final episode. Like, you know, sort of to final steps towards, you know, maybe you could argue last week's angle was better because it was more emotional, more drama. Right. But I think because you had the solo thing here and that followed on from what came last week, this was a really, really good final angle. I loved the eight-man tag that was on this show, mm -hmm. and the, the Becky EO match was awesome. Yeah. Um, but I, I just I really enjoyed a lot of this, and it kind of solidified that to me that the theme of WrestleMania this year and why, you know, as I titled this podcast, why Cody Rhodes should win at WrestleMania, that, you know, the thumbnail, he should win. Mm -hmm. The reason why I've got that is that I feel for me the theme of this year's WrestleMania is the end of the bloodline yeah this is it for the faction roman loses the usos lose maybe you do that six-man tag on raw the good guys win and you do the big breakup angle of the group on raw after me wow. that's your big closing angle because i i don't know why i've just i've got this feeling in my bones i've got nothing to base this on just apart from vibes and a feeling Triple H is going to want to do something big for Raw after Mania. You and I have talked about this. So mm -hmm. I got Mike when we were walking down to the shops and stuff. I just got this feeling that Triple H is going to want to do something big for the Raw after Mania to try and reestablish the Raw after Mania feeling, which we haven't had now for years. Yeah, years it's been years. a long it's time. A long time since we've had the Raw after Mania with that Raw after Mania crowd. And I think Triple H is going to try and reestablish that. And yeah, maybe a big bloodline closing angle is a great way to 
established this is must see TV. It's really interesting because again, going back to what you said about Triple H wanting to establish this show as being must see, that would certainly be a way to do it. I don't know if I would rather see that or see just the next chapter of the bloodline disintegration be told over a much longer week to week type thing because like what does this do to to roman's mental state when he's lost what symbolizes him as the head of the table as the tribal chief if he doesn't have the championship does he still command the same respect of everybody else in the family and play on that for a much longer period of time i don't know whether they would rather just do it all at once like that but if it's been anything to go off of whether it be the Sami Zayn bit or the Jey Uso thing or Jimmy Uso joining the group or whatever they t- they tend to really enjoy playing this out and have this be the the common thread through smackdowns and everything to keep people coming back and I don't know. I I could see this played out over a much longer period of time. It all depends on how much Roman's going to be around well, after that, WrestleMania. That's it, because the report is that he's going to be gone. Like, once he loses the belt, which we theorize could be WrestleMania, yeah. he's going to be gone up until possibly SummerSlam. So that's a good chunk of change that he's not on the show. Mm-hmm. So you could do a breakup of the of the group, and then that just starts the next chapter of the the bloodline storyline they're no longer a faction now they're an infighting family mm-hmm. and maybe you lead to roman j at SummerSlam or roman j just down the line maybe somewhere wherever you want to do it but yeah i i for me like I'd, the end of the bloodline i think needs to come i think it's time for roman's reign to end i think so like you know we've been theorizing who could be the guy who could be the guy we don't know who the guy is the guy's not here the guy's now here yeah and that guy is cody rhodes Cody Rhodes beat Solo Sokoa, a quite beloved guy mm-hmm. uh, in in you know online wrestling fans. Like he is a because we really like the guy. Like he's come up since Clash of the Castles. May not be. It's been an awesome presence on the show. He's been having great matches as well, and he's been very well protected. Cody beat him, and I haven't seen any backlash to that whatsoever. There's a period of time where that would have got mega heat mm-hmm. from fans being like, "Oh, why it had to be that guy?" Like if. You know, say John Cena in 2000. I was just going to say John Cena is a perfect example like of John this. Cena in 2009 had beaten so, a guy like Solo Sokoa. Yep. He'd been like, oh, yeah, well, of course John Cena beat him. Like, that's so lame. It's so boring. But Cody beats him. And we're like, that's the right choice. Yeah. That's a perfect little bit of build there. He's the guy right now. I, I totally think so. I've said it on the last SmackDown podcast. I see it here with his backstage interview that we'll get to. It just feels like everybody has found their baby face that they are willing to accept in this role. That the company's going to push as the top baby face and that fans are willing to accept. And for WWE, they've not had one of those in a very long time where there's like that kind of synergy between the company and the fans who are both just like, yeah, he's a guy. I'm happy to cheer for him. I'm happy to present him as the top guy. The Rock? Maybe, yeah, and that's like 20 years ago. I mean, I mean, you could maybe make the argument for Cena at 22 or 21 mm-hmm. when he first wins the belt because the crowd were like behind Cena. Yeah, they didn't the get belt. it, they didn't turn on Cena until that reign had kind of gone on a little longer than people <laughs> wanted it to. So I think maybe you could make an argument for that of the company has picked that's our top babyface because like the company didn't pick Brian Danielson. No, the company didn't pick Moxley. No, the company didn't pick Rollins. No. The company didn't handpick a lot of these guys to be the tippity top babyface that's the face of the company. AJ Styles is another one. 
but they did pick Cena, and they knew Cena was going to be their top guy. Mm-hmm. May- so maybe an argument's made for him, but I think really, like, The Rock's the only other one I can think of. I mean, it's it, again, it's difficult because we will then see if Cody then lasts at that top it's level. true, yeah. Because... Wrestling fans are fickle, and I'm holding out hope that this is just going to work out and be great, and everyone will look back on Cody Rhodes as the main event guy of WWE and be like, damn, I'm really happy for him. It all worked out. We've lived through AEW, mm-hmm. and you know, AEW fans adored Cody Rhodes. They were giving him the same level of adoration that he is getting now uh, in, in All Elite Wrestling, but that didn't last forever. I think the Anthony Agogo feud, like, yeah, really was the when the tide set, and I think then the booing of Cody Rhodes almost just became a meme of just yes. like ah, it's kind of fun to boo now, isn't it? Because look, it's Homelander over there. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether we're going to get that same turn in WWE, but you're right, we don't know that now. Yeah, it could happen. It could, it could very much happen. We could be like, oh, okay, right. Yeah, if Cody Rhodes is champ for like eight, nine, ten months, you're yeah. like, all right, I'm I'm kind of ready for for something new to kick in here. But again. You can't base a decision to put the belt on him now nope. based off of what we do or don't know about what this is going to be in that amount of time. Yeah. Right now, where we stand, he's the guy to beat Roman Reigns. Absolutely. You could have made the same argument that Sami Zayn was the right guy to beat Roman Reigns a month ago. And I did. <laughs> I did. But a month later, they still have a guy that would be totally acceptable to beat Roman Reigns, and yeah. I don't think you'll get another one of those for a very long time. No, I, I you pull the trigger. I think Cody Rhodes is your new WWE champion at WrestleMania. I completely agree. And my other big prediction, so my, we've got the WrestleMania 39 predictions going out tomorrow here on the podcast channel, 3 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, my other bold prediction, and this is kind of very much just based off that WrestleVotes tweet of Triple H has signed off a new belt design. Mm-hmm. They are merging those belts. I think so. And we're having one world title, the WWE Championship, and that is what Cody Rhodes is going to hold. And I think they may even do it with the tag belts. Yeah. Because uh, like, it feels like the brand split's done. The brand split just doesn't feel like a thing anymore. And maybe it's because it's WrestleMania season or whatever, and like it's a bit more fluid, but it doesn't really feel like there's been much of a brand split for a, a, de- a real defined brand split. You know what it really made me feel this way recently was like, the decision of Rhea Ripley to challenge Charlotte Flair for the SmackDown Women's Championship, and there's really been no sense of, okay, well, she's switching brands or anything like that. Like, when Batista won the world, when, won the Royal Rumble, and he had to choose whether he was going to face Triple H or JBL, it was like, no, you are either going to stay on Raw and do this, or you are going to change brands and face that guy. Yeah. Here it's like, no, I want to face Charlotte. The fact that SmackDown is in the name of the belt does not matter whatsoever. Like, no. Rhea's on both shows. Charlotte's mainly been on SmackDown. But, like, it doesn't matter which brand any of these wrestlers are on. So if you can just eliminate that aspect of the show, I don't think you'll really be missing much. I don't think so. I think it's time for a new belt either way. <laughs> no, that's an ugly-ass belt. I don't like the big, gaudy WWE logo belt. No. Will Washington made a very interesting point. It's had more champions crowned than any other belt. It's been around a long it's time, wild. that belt. Yeah, I mean, it's been around for whether you regard like the Rock's scratch logo belt as the same belt. Mm. It's largely the same design. It's been 10 years. Yeah. That's longer than people were saying that the spinner belt needed to go. Oh, and that spinner belt was... And it overstayed its it welcome. It really did, yeah. That felt like an eternity that it was around. And now this belt's been around just as long. Longer. 
Essentially, all that happened is the Rock looked at that belt, was like, "Nah, nah. that'll work for me, brother. Can we can we get a new belt? Because I do not want to have this toy on my shoulder." Ah, oh, bless us, Cody Rhodes. Bless us with a new belt. As a person with a very deep voice, I'm hired all the time for advertising campaigns. But a deep voice doesn't sell B2B. And advertising on the wrong platform doesn't sell B2B either. That's why if you're a B2B marketer, you should use LinkedIn ads. LinkedIn has the targeting capabilities to help you reach the world's largest professional audience. That's right. Over 70 million decision makers all in one place. All the big wigs, then medium wigs. Also small wigs who are on the path to becoming big wigs. Okay, that's enough about Wix. LinkedIn ads allows you to focus on getting your B2B message to the right people. So, does that mean you should use ads on LinkedIn instead of hiring me, the man with the deepest voice in the world? Yes. Yes, it does. Get started today and see why LinkedIn is the place to be to be. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash results to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash results. Terms and conditions apply. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit get 30, bit get 20, 20, 20, bit get 20, 20, bit get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Uh, but anyway, let us know in the comments down below. Do you think that Cody Rose should win at WrestleMania? Let us know in the live chats as well. Get in your ultra chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Uh, let's see what you have to say in those ultra chats as well. Charles Berg says, oh, Adrenaline in my soul. Got blonde hair. I'm Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Do it all to get them off their feet. My dad's name is Dusty Rhodes. Scaring my dog with, lo- with loud pyro. Out the curtain. Lights go up. I'm home. Whoa! <laughs> My father said when I was younger, I got a bicycle. 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 Bicycle, baby. Oh my god, it still goes. Got a neck tattoo and pe- and people start to boo. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> Tried to change the name. They hated what I say. I started running. I know that doesn't fit with the original rhyme scheme, but it made me laugh, and that's what's important. Shout out to you, Charles Berg. I love you, Charles Berg, so, so much. I think that's also the, I think the big problem with Cody Rhodes' entrance song. No one knows how the verses go. Mm-hmm. Just that opening bit that people yeah. know. 
Yeah. <laughs> and then the whoa, and after that, it was like, I don't know. I got I've, I've done my bit. I give it all away. I give it all away. Bear my kingdom. Eddie Pat 14. Hey guys, something I was thinking about. Do you think there's a good chance that Down Straight play Cody's theme at Mania? Also, it's my 23rd birthday today. So happy birthday to Pete uh, and also me. Good luck for you both at Jammer Mania. Wrestle Jammia. Jam that jam. Well, happy birthday to you, Eddie Pat. Happy birthday. Uh, Down Straight playing. Down State. Is it downstate? It is downstate. Uh, I don't think they've got any other songs out there. They've got the Miz's theme. Is it really? Yeah. Get out of town. Yeah. Well, they also did Alex Riley's theme. (laughs) That was a great, say it to my face. They did an alternate version of Zack Ryder's theme that never made it to TV. So look at that. I know at one point uh, they were in talks to do the Miz's theme at WrestleMania 27, but they'd already decided on the big, awesome balloon entrance. Well, it's totally worth it. Totally <laughs> worth it. So I don't know. Maybe they, they seem down to do something like that. I mean, although I say that, didn't they do his entrance at like Revolution 2020 and it sucked? It was. Yeah, they did at a, a an AEW pay-per-view and it yeah. was not good. I think it was Revolution 2020 with the neck tattoo when he faced MJF. Oh, my, uh, makes me not want to see it. No, I remember my buddy texting me after that one. It's just like, oh man, like it's cool because you get a live band, but that dude doesn't, that dude's voice does not carry live. No. Like it, it needs producing. Yeah. Aaron Hanrahan has been a member for 19 months in a row, says the thing is the crowd loves Cody. So I get why he should win. But having that doubt by losing and then doubting should he have ever returned is a better story. I don't think so. I don't think I agree with that. I think that just makes people then lose faith. You know? Like, it's his time. Like, if, you know, if you have the big baby face win after the peak, you're not guaranteed to find another peak. Yeah. You know, they could just lose interest and then you never capture that again. And I wouldn't run the risk. That's it. Like, I mean, I saw some uh, chats earlier that were saying, like, Jay should be the guy. And I, I think there's an argument to be made storyline wise, but and maybe you can get there by September, you know, like by SummerSlam or whatever. But I think it now feels like the time. It I haven't said that. I said that with Drew, and we found a better guy. So who knows? But I still think Cody is winning. <laughs> Koji Moons has been a member for five months in a row. Says adrenaline in my soul. Something, something. Cody Rhodes. Whoa. Whoa! Beautiful stuff. Uh, right, Tempest, I'm going to put my uh, championship down for just one second. Um, get in the rest of your Ultra Chance. We'll read out the rest of them later on above the five US dollars. Resttalk.com forward slash support. Why are you clicking links? Why not? Click the link to beer52.com forward slash Resttalk. You can get yourself eight free craft beers. Oh, this one here is called That's My Bag, Baby. <laughs> Beer 52 is my bag, baby. baby. <laughs> By Austin Powers. Um, oh, a gin and tonic IPA here from the... I might try that one, you know, Masons of Yorkshire. It's 5%. A real cool can. Yeah, it is a cool can, isn't it? You get eight free craft beers. You also get a bit of foley work there. Snacks to go along. These are uh, Bombay Sweet Chili. Oh, those sound very good. Grain chips, they do sound good. And we've also got here some... Salt and vinegar, oven-baked pea snaps. Ooh. Very, very tasty. I do like those little veggie veggie chips. Mm-hmm. Uh, a hoppical storm. 
Oh, striking. A, a pale ale. It I, is I pale. might try that one. Yeah. That looks real good. You want to try that one? I would. You go with that one. Thank you. Uh, let's see what else we've got in this. We actually haven't opened this yet, so this is my first time getting in here. Jump for juice. A, tro- ooh, a tropical yuzu pale. Very nice. This is my, I'm, you know, this is my bag, baby, because I am a pale ale man. I actually had a cameo request just the other day that was asking me for like pale ale recommendations and stuff. And I gave them my faves. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited. I'm going to try some of these now. Well, I'm going to try one of them at the very least. Getting I'm smashed a- on a Tuesday <laughs> afternoon. I've got a glass. When we used to be sponsored by 52, people used to really kick off at me from drinking from the can. Quite rightly so. Uh, heathens do that. Uh, but I'm going to try... I'm going to try this gin and tonic one, you know? Lovely. So, here we go. Bit of Foley work. Bit of Mick Foley. And then, let's see how badly I can pour this live on air. Oh, oh, Luke. Oh, Luke. Oh, it's good. It's, it, it's coming out all right, but this is not the best form I've ever seen. Well, that's what you're talking about. That's all right. Yeah, it's all right. That's got some good heads to it. Uh-huh. And it's a good color as well. Very nice. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Cheers to WrestleMania week. Cheers to you. WrestleMania, baby. Woo! Oh, that's delightful. Oh, that is good. Oh. Yes. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. Beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself eight free craft beers. All you gotta do is pay for that sweet post and packaging and eight. Free craft beers will be delivered to your door. It is UK viewers only. So, sorry, Americans. We are better than you, and we know it. So, get the, click the link now. Get them ordered. They'll be there in time for WrestleMania. Oh, brilliant. I'm so excited for WrestleMania. I'm, ex- I'm excited for WrestleMania as well. Yeah. I was talking about it in the office before heading over here. The the build for some of the not top level match, not the bloodline matches, basically. Everything else has been like, yeah, maybe middle of the pack, maybe better than that, depending on the match. But I was looking at the card because I filled out my Wrestle League predictions. Go to WrestleTalk.com and fill out yours as well. There's a lot of matches on these cards where I'm like, that should be really great. That too. Oh, Edge and Finn Balor and Hell in a Cell. That'll be great. Oh, this eight eight four-way tag match. That's going to be really good. Oh, Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. That might be the best match. Oh, but that triple threat intercontinental title match. It's just one after another. I think both the women's matches should be great. That'll be great. The tag match is going to be great. The main event's going to be great. There's a lot to look forward to on this show. Bad build aside, and there has been a lot of bad build. I think actually, I wouldn't say bad, lazy build. Yeah. Uninspiring. Middle build. of the road, maybe Middle. a little disappointing, uninspired. Yeah. You know that gag in um, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Raymond Holt's going to go for the police officer thing mm-hmm. and they've got the three other guys who their slogans are like, stay the course, yeah. maintain the course. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is Triple H booking philosophy. Just stay the course, maintain the course. Hey, NXT booking for a lot of it wasn't very exciting. It was not. the takeovers were great. Yeah. And we might see the best example of a Triple H booked mega show just in a few days. Oh, so when we were doing our, me and Ollie recorded our predictions earlier. And I said on that show, uh, oh, I think like Logan Paul and Seth Rollins are probably going to steal the show. Like it's going to be the most athletically like pleasing. It's going to be the one that's filled with all the big yeah. jumpity doos and flippity whatnots, and that's going to get the crowd going nuts. And then like I then saw the triple threat. And I was like, oh, but no. How do you bet against Walter and Sheamus and Drew McIntyre? That, that's probably going to be the best match of the show. There's going to be a lot. And then and then I was like, yeah, but what about the main event? Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. 
and also that tag match. Yep. And I think it would be scientifically impossible for Bianca Bella and Asuka to have a bad match. Yep. I think they would have to work really hard to have a bad match. I I think my expectations for this show are appropriately high, but not like, oh, it's going to be the best WrestleMania ever, because then yeah. you can only be disappointed. But I think this could have a really, really good lasting impact yeah. on, on the WrestleMania legacy that we've come to know the last few years. We've had a couple of good WrestleManias in a row. This, uh, this... Should be better than those ones. Yeah. And you got to have fun as well because you're going around to Adams to watch it. Yeah. It'll be great fun. That's going to be a really good time. I'm very excited. But anyway, this was WrestleMania Raw and it kicked off with Miss TV. Yep. Yep. I will say, I will say. <laughs> I think the there being a host of the show, the host is supposed to make you want to see the show more. <laughs> and that's not necessarily the case. Yeah, like, you know, I James Corden makes me want to turn off the TV. So yes. he's a bad host. Yes. But, like, I think Jimmy Fallon is quite a good host. Sure. So he makes me want to watch the show. Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's all right, isn't he? I, sure, yeah. yeah. I don't watch American TV. No, nor um, do, I mean, nor do I. Who's a, who's a good British host? Um, Dara O'Brien. Dar O'Brien is a great host and he makes me want to watch shows. Graham Norton. Graham Norton. A great example of a host that I really like and makes me want to watch the shows. The Miz? Well, you know, it's, he's going to help Logan Paul win. Um, and it, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's his reason for being here. Um, but here, he was actually to bring out Lisa, Becky, and Trish. And they did some... You know, tiny, tiny, ball, balls. tiny balls jokes. Yeah, Vince is probably back in some capacity. Um, but really, this this promo from Becky, it was twofold. One of which was, this feud has gone on too long. Yep. And the other half of it was, wow, Bailey, you have really stifled the careers of EO Sky and Dakota Kai. This group has been very bad. It was almost like, do you remember when... Uh, they all blamed Baron Corbin for yeah. Raw being bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Vince McMahon and Shane are like, yeah, it's your fault, Baron Corbin, that this show is bad. <laughs> it's Bailey's fault that no one cares about you and Dakota. <laughs> so Becky Damon, like, Bailey, it's your fault this feud has gone on too long. It's your fault that EO Sky is not a bigger star. Oh. I, I was. I mean, everybody knows my appreciation for, like, the late Ruthless Aggression era and such. I just get such a kick out of seeing Lita and Trish. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You know? And, like, it's. I think, you know, this term gets used a lot, but turn back the clocks. Mm -hmm. It really does feel that way. Like, yeah. particularly Trish. Yeah. It's like, I'm just I'm looking at someone who uh, 20 years has gone by, and, and it has not for you. Nope. You have been stuck in cryo, and, and you've just been unfrozen so you can come out for this feud. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. As as just big a, fan, just big as a fan as, as a correction, Canadian hero. I was saying British presenters, and then Dara Breen came to mind. I'm not saying that Dara O'Brien is a British presenter because he's Irish. Mm. A few people are trying to correct me. I I'm not saying that Dara O'Brien is British. I was trying to think of a British presenter, and the first person I thought of was Dara O'Brien, but he is not a British presenter. Score has been settled. Very much Irish. Maybe he can win the title in his home country of Wales. <laughs> uh, anywho, Bailey came out, and this is where um, Becky got a very fired up promo about yep. like, man, you guys have accomplished nothing. 
apart from winning the women's tag titles twice. Um, and in fairness to, you know, Bailey in this, she said, you, Eosuke was one of the greatest NXT women's champions ever. And look what she's become now. Dakota Kai was a two-time women's champion. I was like, yeah, in this group. Yeah. Like, if anything, Bailey has facilitated her being a two-time champion. Maybe she was talking about the NXT women's tag titles. Did she win those twice? I think so. She certainly won them for a cup of coffee, didn't she? Yeah, well, she was the first one with Raquel, and then they lost them five minutes later. Yeah. I don't remember after that, and I was reviewing that shit. <laughs> it was a real cup of coffee. Uh, it did lead into Becky Lynch versus EO Sky. Why have we not had matches like this for the last six months? Absolutely, bloody exactly just have the best workers on the show having heated matches oh my goodness i would watch eo sky wrestle on every show yeah hot damn this was great like uh, you know becky lynch versus eo sky who'd have thunk it it was superb the yeah. crowd was so into it as well and it was really funny like watching everyone kind of react to this on on social media this morning kind of posting on lots of gifts of eo sky being like where have we where's she been yeah. Like, where has this been? Because this could have been here since SummerSlam, and it has not. It's a shame. I remember I was super excited at SummerSlam when everybody showed up. And I was really excited to just sit there and – because I was at the, the um, whatchamacallit, the Raw show, like, just after SummerSlam, where they did all this build to – Trish Stratus getting back in the ring and it didn't happen for six months, but I was sat there just going like, oh, this women's division's going to kick ass. And then damage control just fell so flat, but it didn't have to. We just needed no. to see them have these great matches, maybe win some time. Yeah. Well, I, this match was great. And yeah. Becky won with the manhandle slam. Uh, I have seen her beat damage control enough now. I'm it's nice for me. Who's a, a tourist on the raw podcast. Yeah who gets to come in and just watch one of these good <laughs> matches. And it's just, it's new to me. But like, I've been watching these lot feud now for months on end and I'm, I'm pretty much done with it. Yeah. I'm ready for them to move on to something else. And I get the feeling they're not. <laughs> uh, we got a recap of Cody and Roman last week and then the angle from SmackDown. And then we got basically the build, the final build for Bianca Belair versus Asuka. Granted, something could happen on SmackDown. And it was a video package for Asuka. From NXT. Yeah, it was very much like, wasn't NXT Asuka cool? Yeah. It was a perfect WWE video package. It accentuated the positives, and it ignored the bad booking. Yeah. It was brilliant. Sat and I were having a very interesting conversation that really made me think uh, on Saturday, off camera, where he just kept talking about how he does, I don't know if he has seen a better example of a character getting flanderized, not flan <laughs> like Ned Flanders, but flanderized than Asuka, where it means to take a not central part of their character and make it their whole character, basically. Mm -hmm. And for Asuka on the main roster, it's just been she's kooky and crazy yeah. and kind of fun, you know, that she sort of thing. She dances around. She dances, and that kind of became her whole character during, like, that pandemic era and everything. Where now it's, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of character left to her. The nobody's ready for Asuka thing from NXT. Like, I remember they showed that clip during this promo package of her saying that right into the camera during her NXT days after she won the title. And I was like, oh, God damn, I remember that. And that was awesome. Yeah. I really, really loved that era of NXT and that era of Asuka. And then 
we got what we've gotten. But I do think it's really telling that WWE kind of knows that their build for Bianca and uh, and Asuka hasn't really been much of anything, so they focused on this instead. Yeah. It's a good promo package, though. Very good video. Um, we got Seth Rollins uh, attempted to cut a promo, but Mustafa Ali walked up saying, you need to think more positive. Ali. Ha-ha. I like it. And instead of a match between the two of them, uh, Seth won with the stomp, and then afterwards cut a promo saying that it's uh, Logan Paul's birthday on the first night of WrestleMania. He's got the same birthday as Randy Orton. Does he really? Yeah. Well, there April you go. Day. Uh, and he also reminds us that because it's his birthday, we're all going to sing a song for him, and that song is Seth Rollins' theme song. I had a few thoughts about all this. Go for First, it. First, I've been saying recently that, like, Chad Gable, hopefully, is going to be one of those folk who has been the other half of the good matches to reestablish Raw and SmackDown as, like, wrestling shows since Triple H has taken over. And that after WrestleMania, he will be one of those guys that gets to be the guy winning some matches and getting a little bit more. I'm really hoping that Mustafa Ali is going to be one of those guys as well. Because I was like, oh, Seth Rollins and Mustafa Ali, that that sounds great. I'm really looking forward to this 15-minute match, and it's over. You know, it was very that's, one, that's one thing. On a more positive note, this, and I granted I haven't watched a lot of Raw the last few months, but this whole segment, I was like, is this the most over I've seen Seth Rollins? He is mega over. Oh, well, I don't know if it's just the song. This, or yeah, whatever. that's what people that really helps. enjoy singing the song. But yeah, I think that helps. It's not like, I'm not saying the song is over and he is not. Yeah. Because I think the song is helping him more over. But he was cutting this promo and they were hanging on his words and they were playing along, singing the song when they wanted him to. And he said, I'll see you at WrestleMania. And they all pop big. And I was like, damn. He's mega over. Here's right a now. top guy on yeah. Raw. Yep. Where have you been all this time? And when he was being pushed as the top guy on Raw when Cody wasn't around, he didn't feel. No. It didn't feel. And now, and now that he's not, mega over. He's got so much swagger about him yeah. in this this whole package that he's got going on. And I think he still needs a couple little tweaks and everything because, you know, the the crazy kind of Joker-ish villain guy, I don't know if he's going to work long-term as a babyface that same way, but he's got a real confidence about him now. Yeah. And that confidence, like, I don't think... It didn't come through the camera when he was Universal Champion and when he was supposed to be the top guy of Raw. Yeah. But now I'm just like, yeah, I could buy you as being a top guy on this show. Maybe move him to SmackDown if the brand split's still going to exist and whatever and have him be like head honcho of that show if Cody's going to be on Raw. I, I see a lot for Seth Rollins coming out of this. This was a real good night for him. Uh, backstage, Chelsea Green uh, interrupted Baron Corbin having a chat with Adam Pearce and says she wants to be part of the tag showcase. Adam Pearce told her, look, Piper Niven doesn't want to be, be with you anymore after you, you tagged last week. And then Sonya Deville sort of, you know, just appeared from the... Uh, well, hello. Uh, and she was like, yeah, cool. I'll be the tag partner. Pierce like, yeah, fine, whatever. I love when he's, <laughs> when he's sat there and he's just like, you know, we got, a, we got another spot in this tag thing. We're out of tag team. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't have any to begin with. I mean, me and Yim and Candice Lorraine sitting right there. They've tagged together a couple of times now. They were sort of in a feud with Damage Control at one point. Meechin. Yeah. Which every time I watch this show, they flip-flopped they, whether her name don't. is Mia Yim or Meechin. It's both. Uh, we then got uh, the Amos and Brock Lesnar weigh-in. Boy, I'm split on this. 
I think this was both the best and worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> I've seen well, so many people on Twitter just be like, this is wrestling. Well, that's fine because I am basically in the middle, which is, yeah, it was fine. It's going to be short. Yeah, it's going to be a three, four minute match, five with entrances. Ah, it's fine. It's fine. And this segment was fine. A moss got weighed heavy and then Brock ran in, did some strikes. A moss stood tall again. I, I think I I'm I struggle to get invested. A, it's not a match I'm particularly interested in. No. But B, I've seen Braun beat Amos and I've seen Bobby beat Amos. So like, why am I now supposed to like act as in? Oh, but Brock Lesnar could have possibly beat Amos. I'm like, well, Braun Strowman managed it, and he mm-hmm. sucks. Like, he's not a former UFC heavyweight champion, so I'm pretty sure Brock's gonna be fine. But he's big. <laughs> it was so so is Braun. Braun, and Braun's lumbering. Yeah. At least like Brock's got some sprite about him. No, but Amos is big. Well, Amos is big. That That's is why true. you want to watch him, Luke. Oh, I see. He's, oh, I see. He's big. You're being Corey Graves here. He's so big. <laughs> I don't know. I saw this, and I I think I just like watching Brock Lesnar move real fast. He did it. Yeah, it was one of those like, oh, there he is. Yeah. And there he goes. I, I just like that. I like Brock Lesnar. I like seeing Brock Lesnar do something other than suplexes. When that's all he did for yeah. like a few years there. Now he's he's kind of opening himself up to doing more, and I like it. Brock Lesnar's amazing. No, there's nothing more damning in this world than Brock Lesnar looking at Bray Wyatt and being like, nah, I'd rather work with a Mostar. <laughs> yeah. So, he's like, I want no part of this Uncle Howdy nonsense. No I'm thing. not having a Cinnamon Toast Crunch match. <laughs> Uh, we got a video package for Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. It was more of a video package for Charlotte Flair, really. Mm-hmm. And then Saxon interviewed Ripley, who had a overly scripted. It's promo. the same promo I've heard them cut like yeah. a bajillion times. This, this needed point. more. Yeah. It, it, both this and the Bianca Belair Asuka match needed more on this show. Yeah, I mean that's what we've been saying on SmackDown for like the last month. They've had They're nothing. Just waiting for them to get to the emotional crux of this, and they never did. We said like in the office, we were just having a chat about this, and we're like, I mean, they did do that pull apart brawl. Uh, on SmackDown, and we're like, yeah, but that's one angle in two months. Yeah, and, and it's that, like, uh, it's a fine angle, it was a perfectly but... fine one, but it's it's a good st- starting point. Yeah, but uh, man, I've been waiting for that Bianca Belair ask a few to get started. I've been waiting for the Bel- Flair and Rhea match to get started, and it hasn't. But they'll have a good match. They'll anyway. they'll both be good matches. Listen, I know we bring it up all the time, but like people remember Sasha and Bianca, and they try to forget the Reggie stuff. Mm-hmm. If you if you have a good match, people will forget about the lackluster build. We were playing two K twenty three before we came uh, to do this review, and we were just playing a rumble, passing the pad around, um, and I got my pick. Bearing in mind, there's like six of us playing, so mm-hmm. you know the pad doesn't come around to you all the time. I got Reggie. Yep. I got Reggie. Walked in under the giant menu was like buff, yep. <laughs> and out I went. So it's like, well, there's me gone. Then I guess screeds. <laughs> <laughs> Reggie, how are you here? What are you I doing? I won with Joaquin Wild. Anything is possible. You did. You beat me. I was, I was Elias as well. Also, uh, just you know, a bit of behind the scenes activity here. Apparently, the big boss man is my spirit animal. Yep. Anytime I press random, I'm getting the boss man. And anytime I'm playing one of those Royal Rumbles, and the pad just gets passed to me, and it's a random person, the boss man. Who's the man? Who the man? <laughs> uh, Finn Balor's not the man. He's a D man. Because um, he cut a promo saying. Yeah, the demon's going to be there on the, at the weekend. And then they just had a graphic come and be like, don't worry, guys, the demon's here this weekend. I think this match is going to kick ass. I disagree. 
And here is why I disagree. I think this match is going to go too long. Hmm. I think this match is going 40 minutes. I don't think it's going that long. I think it's going to be. I think it might go 30, but it'll be a good 30. Maybe 40 with entrances, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I think it's going to go too long. And it's not. And it will, at the end of it, we'll be like, eh, I expected better. I don't know. I just look at the Seth Rollins Edge uh, Hell in a Cell match from whatever Saudi show that was couple years ago and it kicked ass like it was the best hell in a cell match in a long time i think this has a chance to also be that i'm done with this feud man. i know I, but i don't think that i think that's hurting a lot of my interest in it like because i think you're right like on paper yeah Balor versus edge in hell in a cell in match. hell in a cell match at wrestlemania yeah that's probably going to be great even if we do have to have the not as good as christian um, part of the tag team in the match but you know i just think it's I'm so tired of watching Edge and Judgment Day feud that I'm, I'm I'm ready to move on. I'm looking forward to this match. Look, we're all in agreement. Christian's better. It's, it's about time, you know. It's, it's not even about I time. I need everyone to stop <laughs> trying to pit my two favorite sons against each other. I will not pick. We're not. We're not pitting them to, to like against each other because it's a squash match. Christian's better than Edge. Anywho, up next. This was awesome. This was like, you know, it's Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal by a different name. They're free badged at you full. We're just doing four tag teams instead. But Street Profits teamed up with Braun Strowman and Ricochet and they had a match with Viking Raiders and Alpha Academy. And it was so great. I was still going to remind us, this four-way, the pay-per-view is going to be awesome. It's going to be so, so fun. good. It's going to be like 12 minutes, like maybe 15, mm-hmm. but it is going to be Go, 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 go. And it's going to rule. So I'm trying to talk myself into this being like, oh, fine booking, you know, because there's nothing on the line here or whatever, which made me laugh real hard when I think Kevin Patrick was like, are these teams going to be able to coexist considering how much is on the line this weekend? And I was like, there's nothing on the line. They're just having a match. Momentum. Momentum. (laughs) But regardless, that bit aside, because that was just good for a laugh. This to me really stands out as like the, the preliminary match on like a big new Japan show. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh Where it's just like, they do just kind of throw all the extras out there to have a big eight man tag or something. And they all just run in, hit their finishers one after another and everyone pops and that's it. And it is fairly inconsequential, but it warms the crowd up. I think this will like open maybe night two or something like that. And just kick ass. I think it might be used as a buffer match. Could do, but even if it's a buffer match, like this could be one of the best matches on the whole show. Yeah, it's, I mean, even even in a Bruce Buffer position, I think this is going to be. I think it's going to be so much fun. I'm really looking forward to this. I, I they did this moment where Braun, Otis, and Ivar are in the yeah. ring, and the crowd went, "Oh, the big guys are all in <laughs> like, the ring." I was like, "This is great." All I had to do was just stand there, and it was like people were like. Ivar from the Viking Raiders is in the ring. This is going <laughs> to rule. I was like, this is great. Who do you think is going to win? I uh, mean, that might be a spoiler for your prediction. Yeah, I, I, I won't say too much because we have got the predictions going out tomorrow. Um, but I've got my team uh, who I think is going to win. I don't really like, I, I've got nothing to go on either. Yeah. So I was like, them, I guess. Yeah. I don't think it's going to be Alpha Academy though because I think mm-hmm. there'll be some maximum male models shenanigans within there. Maxine was watching backstage um was uh, unfortunately uh, given the direction of acting <laughs> and um and that was not her forte um but braun did his train gimmick and the good guys won very very fun match 
I need a big eight man tag on like every episode yep. of WWE TV. There was a period of time on Raw, like 2011, 2012 or so, and it particularly kicked off when you had the Shield and the Whites and stuff, where it was mm-hmm. like every episode of Raw is just going to have a trios match. Yeah. And it was like, oh, that's the best thing you've done all week. Yep. Every week it was just like, yeah, it's a different six person tag for you. Oh, it's rules. Cool. Oh, it, it's just a perfect formula for a great TV match. Absolutely. Uh, Kathy Kelly interviewed Cody Rose. Cody cut a hell of a promo here. He sure did. He sure did. This felt like a promo that he could have cut, like, in the middle of the WrestleMania show. Yeah. You know, like a big fight night feel kind of backstage promo. Cuts backstage and it's Byron and it's a coachman interview in The Rock. Yeah. That kind of deal. Oh, I, I really enjoyed it. I love Cody. I love everything <laughs> so, yeah. about Cody Rhodes. Great. I always have. I never turned on him. And I'm not I'm not just saying that. I'm not just saying that. Go back. I've always been a Cody Rhodes apologist. I love this man. Yeah, I will cheer in the hardest when he wins. Uh, and we had uh, our next, and I think our final of the uh, the WrestleMania Goes Hollywood parody, and it was the Bloodline doing Goodfellas. The R- Roman Reigns is a good actor. He sure is, isn't he? He sure is. This, this was good fun. I mean, it was really them just doing the scene. That's all I need. It wasn't like, I when I think back to those WrestleMania 21 ones, it was like, here is the scene from the movie, but they're just talking about WrestleMania. But this was just mm. like, no, we're just going to do the, oh, my funny to you, am I a clown, line for line. He said, am I a tribal clown? Yeah. And he said, oh, uh, this guy wanted WrestleMania tickets last week. Get out of here. It was kind of in there. But yeah, this was just the Goodfellas scene. Just the Goodfellas scene. You know what? It's a good scene. It's a great scene. Great movie. Uh, and I don't mind it. I used to have uh, the Goodfellas DVD, the first uh, DVD release they had of it, where you had to flip the disc over halfway through. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even know they did that. Yeah, it was in the old day. The Winter Brothers had the, the clip cases yeah. uh, with the sort of the cardboard ones. Yeah, you had to flip the disc over halfway through. There was not enough space on that disc for the high quality of Goodfellas. It's come so far. <laughs> uh, Austin Theory cut a promo from the Thunderdome. Um, yeah. I thought this was good. That was pretty good. You know, I I thought this was a good promo. And I liked that it was a way to do something different. You know, it it wasn't a backstage deal. It wasn't just a talking head to camera. It wasn't another promo in the middle of the ring. It felt a little bit different in presentation. And I like that. Yeah. And it was also done for a reason. It's because he's not need to give the fans a promo. Mm-hmm. He's not here for them. Yeah, he's here because he's the champion. Yeah, so he did it in front of no one. Perfect, grand, good for him. Stacy Keebler is going into the Hall of Fame. I guess they have to put someone in. Uh, and then we got uh, the tag team match of Sonny Deville and Chelsea Green versus Mia Yim and Candice LeRae. Who, oh, bless their <sighs> cotton socks. I feel. I, I mean, I they're all so getting bad. paid. They're all getting paid. I know. Good but, for them. They're making a living and stuff. But like, for God's sake, I feel bad for the Garganos. I feel so bad. All four of the women here felt so bad because they wrestled to abject silence. It was like, you know, I, I, the term is a bit overused, but you could hear a pin drop. Yeah. Like you could hear everything that they were doing in the ring because there was no crowd noise whatsoever apart from maybe some piped in noise that maybe the, the, the production team were putting in but like they were going for pins no one was counting along yep. they did a hot tank spot and no one did a thing i felt so bad for all four of them and green one with the unprettier yeah that was the thing like i was kind of half paying attention the better one yeah. <laughs> I was like kind of half paying attention to this match, you know, just because like I'll, there wasn't a lot to keep my attention, of course. 
But at the same time, there's just stuff going on in the office. I'm kind of like listening into a conversation over here and talking about blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I hear music start playing. And I was like, what the hell? It's over? Like, because again, no one counted along with the three. <laughs> and then I mean, they won. And it was like Judgment Day. Like yeah. Judgment Day, it was almost like Triple H on the headset was like, get out there. Get out, get out. We need to get Dominic out there quick. We need some reactions. We need a real star. <laughs> we need a star. Out there. Get Dominic out quick. These <laughs> women are killing the show. Like... It's tough because you could say the same thing about Chelsea if they didn't have Chelsea on the WrestleMania card because she just came back to the company and stuff too. But I think in the grand scheme of things, of people wrestling today, I think Candice LeRae might be my favorite women's wrestler. I think she's fantastic. I was at that show where she she faced EO on a takeover and it was like the best match of the whole weekend and everything I was so excited when she came back. I was like, great, another awesome women's wrestler to add to the mix here. We're going to have great matches every week. And this is where we're at. Yeah. Well, you know, once sanity come in, maybe things will be different. <laughs> um, Paul Heyman got a promo backstage with Kathy Kelly. It's a hype up the weekend match. Uh, I liked here that he was like, I think you'll find actually Cody isn't ready. I thought it was really nice. Um, it's Paul Heyman cutting a promo. Paul he's, Heyman he's good at that. Uh, then we got uh, Dominic cutting a promo before the Damian Priest and Rey Mysterio match. And this was this was awesome. I had some reservations a couple of weeks ago when Dom was doing some pretty bad comedy that I could I could do without. But he had a line here that I absolutely adored. I was like, you know what? I thought you were a deadbeat dad before, but then you hit your own son. <laughs> I heard I was like, this man is awesome perfect it's a perfect response a perfect moment it's so so it's so easy (laughs) but it is the right way to take yes exactly so excellent i loved it and he even said like uh you know what sort of father hits his own son i should have told my mother to shut up years ago you know what i haven't said this out loud before but i really wish eddie was my father (laughs) oh this is going against canon Somewhere along the way, it stopped being canon. It did stop being canon. In the same way that Edge and Christian stopped being brothers. Yeah, he just came back and they were, oh, they were like brothers. <laughs> like, they were, no. They were brother adjacent. <laughs> this was great. This was awesome. It was so good. Uh, it led to the match. Dominic Mysterio, and, sorry, Rey Mysterio and uh, Damian Priest. And Dom got in and caused a DQ at the end just as Rey had the match won. And Brand Split, LOL, Legado Del Fantasma ran down to make the save. I think Dominic wins at WrestleMania and it spins off into Legado del Fantasma versus Judgment Day for a little bit. Ray takes some time off. Yeah, could well be. I mean, I I, I predicted Dom to win in uh, Wrestle League, so I would have to agree with you. Yeah. I think that was great to me as well. Legado del, del Fantasma versus Judgment Day. I'm in for that. Yeah, I assume, like, there would be some really good matches able to be made with all that. Santos Escobar versus Finn Balor sounds like a real good time to me. I say that Santos Escobar and Dominic Mysterio wrestled on SmackDown a few weeks ago, and it wasn't great. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see what we we'll get. See. But Legato is a few good wrestlers, so it will probably be better more time than it's not. One of them just won a Royal Rumble. Tim, what are you talking about? Sure did. <laughs> the creator of the original Ring of Honor logo. Um, we had a promo for the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. I like mm-hmm. this. That was good fun. Good, good extra footage in there. Good archive of Andre. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the Good Brothers actually made us a TV for a change. Good for them. Good for, again, kind of like I was saying with me and him. Hey, they're getting paid. Yeah. Good for them. That's all you can really... Uh, as far as I wish everybody would get booked well and everything, 
but they're all getting paid a lot of money. But it really, I think this says a lot about Triple H uh, and a creative mind or a creative builder. AJ gets injured. They're like, well, I don't what? know what to do with you guys then. So do you want yep. to just do the house show loop for a bit? And then we'll, we'll bring you back to TV when AJ's ready. Broken ankle, too. He's not back for a bit. Yeah, I know. I mean, I did have my big bold prediction that he was going to have a match with Jay White. And then they'll do a good brother split with them. It yeah. could still happen. Could still happen. Uh, but anyway, this was for some backstage stuff because Boogs was excited to learn that he was uh, in the advertised uh, match that he was already advertised for. Um, and then Elias was also excited until he walked into Dexter Loomis, Bronson Reed, and Bobby Lashley. And it dawned on him, it's likely he's not going to win. It uh, It's fine. I don't care that much. It's the Andre the Giant match, but... It does kind of depress me to see Bobby Lashley in the mix with all the the geeks. Couldn't think of anything else for him to do. Like, you know. Because it was him and Bray. Yeah. And then Bray, we don't know what happens. You know, uh, there's physical issues or whatever it is, creative issues, whatever you want to say. We don't really know the full truth. We probably never will do. That meant that the match was off. That means you looked at the rest of the card and were like, I have nothing else for him. Yeah. Battle Royal, I guess. I reckon, and this has been a theory between Sat and I, that Lashley wins it on SmackDown, goes to WrestleMania and faces LA Knight. And like I'd like that. Or something. Yeah. You know? I, and it's a better use for LA Knight than I had originally because I thought, oh, it's going to be him versus The Miz over who is the host of WrestleMania. <laughs> no, thank you. But really, I think if LA Knight's getting a segment, I think it's an Austin one. I would think the, so a too. Promo off. Not a match, but a promo off. I'm and just trying to will Bobby Lashley onto the WrestleMania card. It yeah. just, to me, this segment felt like, oh, there's Bobby Lashley with the 24 7 geeks. Yeah, that's how I thought the same you know? thing. And I was yeah. like, oh, I don't uh, like that. In the same segment as Dexter Loomis, and I'm like, this is not where I want Bobby Lashley right now. Nope. We've dropped all of our hurt business stuff because we were doing a Bray White and a Moss feud and, or with Brock Lesnar. So poor Bobby. Yeah. Uh, we got a recap of Zayn and Owens on SmackDown with the Usos laying them out. And then Owens and Zayn cut our promo. I. Someone said in an old show yesterday saying, like, this feels cold now. And I don't think it feels cold. It doesn't feel as hot as it did four weeks ago. Mm -hmm. It feels like it is off the boil slightly. But I think the angle is hotter on SmackDown than it is on Raw. Maybe. It wasn't that hot on SmackDown last week either. Mm. I'll say that. I do think it's just kind of cooled off a little bit. It's cooled off a bit. And to me, I think it, it... And I've seen a lot of people say, like, Oh, like not every week needs to be the big emotional thing. It's like, yeah, but that's what this story is. And when you stop doing that for a couple of weeks, then this story doesn't feel as exciting anymore because it's just more generic beatdowns and people saying, I'm going to beat you for the titles and stuff like yeah. this. The hook of the bloodline is all the emotional stuff that's happened between Sammy and Jay. If you had had Sammy and Jay cutting promos on each other about the last six months for the last, you know, two weeks instead of what they've done, I think we would have carried a lot more of that excitement into WrestleMania. I'm sure it's still going to be a great match. It's going to be great. I think it still should be the main event of night one. Uh-huh. But... I do kind of agree that it does feel like this has tapered off just a little bit. It's cooled off ever so slightly. Yeah. Um, I really also would have had a Jimmy, uh, Jay and Sammy just not touch. Yeah. And have that as the moment when they finally step across the ring from each other. Yeah. But it is what it is. Uh, Gunther then murdered Dolph Ziggler and it was awesome. I got nothing else to add on that, which is it was dead good. Yeah. Uh, uh, put, put, give me a Gunther match on every single show. <laughs> and then we've got the main event. Uh, yeah, I very much maintain the course, stay the course, episode of Raw. But, you know, I look at every segment of the show and I'm like, well, that was designed to hype a match. That was designed to hype a match. That was designed to hype a match. There was no, like, wasted motion on this show. Mm -hmm. Whether everything was a home run or not, 
it's like if you did this on my GM mode, every segment was two and a half stars with a couple sure. of like four star matches in there, right? My GM mode was. But I enjoyed it. I had a good time with this. And at the end of it, I was like, oh man, I'm looking forward to WrestleMania. Yeah. And that's that's the job of the go home show. So thumbs up from my end. Yeah, really the only thing I didn't enjoy on the show was the little like five minute women's match with no heat. But if that's the one segment that doesn't hit on a three hour show, that's a pretty good show. I thought this was a really good episode of Raw. I didn't have anything to complain about nope. other than just like little funny bits here and there and yeah, things exactly. I might have done differently. I, was it the greatest go home episode of Raw for WrestleMania I've ever seen? No, but was it better than a lot of the ones we've seen in recent years? Absolutely it was. Yeah, and I think also really SmackDown is the real go home show because that's the one it's in so far it's it, it's like or it's in la at the very least like that's the crypto.com arena yeah, that makes me feel very queasy it was <laughs> r.i.p the staples center but that's gonna i think that's gonna be a hot show i is is roman on the show like they yes. keep, they kept saying like all roads lead to yeah cody and roman are having their final face-to-face -face yeah. on smackdown so that'll be hot like that like smackdown will have something real big on it. well i remember like 15 years ago when the last smackdown before wrestlemania was just them showing clips from access <laughs> how things have changed when smackdown gets on a big network uh Ding, ding, ding. This is your last call for ultrachatswrestle.com forward slash support. Let us know what you thought of this show. There is a poll live at the moment. Let us know if you thought this was a thumbs up, thumbs down, or thumbs in the middle show. Um, if you head on over to patreon.com forward slash wrestle talk, we have got a full month's worth of content up here, as well as all the archive stuff as well. Early access to Monday Night War, uh, next episodes, booking podcasts on there as well. And mine and Ollie's review of WrestleMania X8, which is three hours and 33 minutes long hot dog and you'll be able to see the full uncut version of the next episode of survival series coming very soon maybe sooner than you would even expect sooner than you might think indeed huh? oh. and you'll want to check out the full extended version of that one because <laughs> there's a lot to it some people get very upset <laughs> it's I like once it was in the back end I was like I just sort of downloaded it from the back end and I was mm -hmm. like I'm watching this on my train right now <laughs> I'm really excited to see it's, it's very exciting I think so you'll all excited. very much like it so make sure you go to patreon.com uh, forward slash Russell talk and check that out as well uh, and these are your last remaining ultra chats get them in Russell.com forward slash support uh, CEO says what if WWE could clear Dominic entering to Eddie Guerrero's final 2005 heel theme like Kevin Owens did with Austin last year absolutely nuclear heat I, I'm not uh, what the uh, they don't I, like me bite me yeah it's, it starts with like the ring 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 bit yeah I, you know I'm not I'm not against it no 35 Antonio it's crazy to me how much Dom has improved since turning heel just compare his first heel promo to this one there's an edge not Adam Copeland to him now uh, what a hot goth woman prison and daddy issues does to a man BTW downstate also made Britt Baker's theme that's true it did yep oh there you go apparently like they're the new Jim Johnston by the sounds yeah. of things uh, Cornelius Olsen by the way also I agree like Dom's come leaps and bounds absolutely he's not getting go away heat now he's just getting heat actual heat yeah Cornelius here's an idea merge the two world titles into one and the world tag team championships into one and give those the free agent status so they can travel between shows and challenge whoever like the traveling champions of old thought 
I like that. When they first did the brand split and that's how they did it, it was like, oh, you're the champion, you're across both shows. Yeah, they were doing that with, like, you know, the tag champs and then the world champ and for, like... Don't forget the women's tag champs. Yeah. Well, like, back when <laughs> yeah, they yeah, merged yeah. The, the old tag titles the first time and just had the unified WWE tag team titles, they kind of traveled across both brands. And I don't think it... Uh, it wasn't too much of a hassle then because there were no tag teams. You know, so it's just kind of fine to appear on both shows. Whereas now, I feel like if they got into a feud with someone on SmackDown, the person that they're feuding with would just end up on Raw on those segments anyway. So at that point, it's just kind of like, all right, kill the brand split then. You know, have people go on both shows. But if they can do it well, I think it's a good idea. Uh, Will Campbell said, Hi guys, when it comes to Gunther's entrance this weekend, the full LA Philharmonic Orchestra needs to play him down to the ring with the New World Symphony. I know that's his old music, but if there's a time to bring it back, now is that time. I listened to this entrance again, like, just a couple days ago. It's so cool. It brings back so many nostalgic memories for me of going to Rev Pro shows. Yep. And, like, that music kicks and you're like, oh, trouble's coming. Watching the shows from, like, OTT of oh, him going and man. facing, like, Osprey or Thatcher yeah. or whoever just... Someone uh, replayed a clip recently of that Walter that Walter Osprey match, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Oh, that match is so a brilliant! Good. It's brilliant!" And it made me want to go back and watch it again. Like that is, I know we have got like Gunther is way better now than like what he was being presented. Remember, he was eliminated first at Survivor Series yep. when he was NXT UK champion. But like, I'm I've still not got my Walter. Yet. Mm-hmm. I still have not quite got my Walter. We're close. I've not quite got my Walter. Uh, I would really uh, WrestleMania th- doing that would be so cool. Oh, and that's the kind of that's what I need. I need that that presentation. Bum 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 bum. They would sing along with it too. Hey, that we all crowd. It's the traveling crowd. Yeah, we used to do it all the time. Hell yeah, awesome. Uh, John Rye says, if Cody wins on Sunday, honestly, how long before the fans get tired of the super babyface my dad is a hero thing that Cody has? How long before the fans turn on? Also, I've been genuinely excited for WrestleMania. I, I haven't been genuinely excited for WrestleMania since WrestleMania 30, and I honestly cannot wait for this one. Yeah, it's interesting. Honestly, to me, it comes down to whether he holds the title past when fans are like, okay, this is a good time for him to lose it. Because that, to me, is when all these babyface champions start to lose their their shine with the crowd a little bit. And I've, I don't think Bianca has, like, lost it by any means. But it's, like, when people are all like, okay, this is the pay-per-view where she's going to lose it to Bailey, And she retains it against Bailey three shows in a row or whatever it is. Then people are like, okay, well, then when? Yeah. You know, same thing with, like, when Becky had her year reign and she beat Shayna Baszler at WrestleMania. It's like, all right, then when? If Cody doesn't just hold it past the okay then when moment, I think he'll be fine. Uh, BM Whitehouse says, big things are going to happen this year. Amos will turn 29 in May. Mustafa Ali will win a title by the end of the year. Pete will end up loving Dexter Loomis more than Luke loves Jeff Jarrett. And you will all declare King Mabel versus Diesel as the worst match ever. Oh, I don't know. I don't know that it's worse than the zombies or Horton and Fiend. It's a bad match. Yeah, I'll be honest with you. We have got a match that's coming up. We've recorded it, and it's going to take some beating. Yeah. It's going to take some beating. But King Mabel versus Diesel is in the box. (laughs) (sighs) 
Start recording says, hey fellas, just want to get your opinion on these matches I've fantasy booked for SummerSlam. Rey Mysterio versus Pete Dunne as a heel. AJ versus Logan Paul. Gargano and Champa versus Owens and Zane for the tank titles. And Cody Rhodes versus Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. Uh, not exactly what I would book in a number of cases, but I think that sounds pretty good to me. I mean, all of those on paper are absolutely like perfect. Uh, I'm going to put some, uh, dark side, uh, booking out there now. Mm -hmm. People have already had a pop at me for Cody Rose being Solo Sokoa and also for my Miz costs, uh, Seth Rollins at WrestleMania. It leads to Rollins versus Miz at Backlash. So you can set up, uh, the rematch of Rollins versus Logan Paul. Uh, in Saudi Arabia. I've decided, I've, I'm adding an extra layer to this. It's going to build to a tag match at SummerSlam of the Logan Paul brothers, or the Paul brothers, I guess, versus Seth Rollins and a babyface Miz after the Paul brothers turn on Miz. And Miz, and uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. And we get babyface Miz back and he teams with Seth Rollins to take on the Paul brothers. Luke, you've jumped the shark. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it a lot. You had me for a while. I was like, yeah, this sounds about right. And then you lost me. I, I The one I want to highlight, because I think I agree with it the most, Gargano and Ciampa against Owens and Zayn. I thought that it was like a worldview when, uh, back when the Sami Zayn thing hadn't really caught fire and the idea of them beating the Usos was like, well, yeah, that's what's going to happen. And then WrestleMania, whatever. I was like, do they win the tag titles at like the Royal Rumble and then do DIY against Owens and Zayn at WrestleMania? So yeah. if they did that at SummerSlam, I mean, I can't think of a better tag match that WWE could book right now. Absolutely not, no. Uh, a lot of people are not on board with uh, with my idea. It's a shame, really. Can't imagine why. <laughs> Uh, unknown user here has said, uh, did I miss something? What happens to the WrestleMania watch party? I thought you guys were cooking up. Uh, we had to email to pre-register tickets for. We did say in that that nothing was confirmed. We were just gathering interest because of what happened in the Rumble party. We were just gaining interest. Didn't quite come together, but something will be announced very, very soon. Uh, but yeah, and you will be, obviously, people who are pre-registered, you'll be first to notify. Uh, Cody's already posted his custom-made championship belt, so he's definitely winning on Sunday. That's his weight belt. It's the thing he always wears. So it's not, it's not a custom championship belt. That's just... I have seen a picture, and I don't know if this is like AI generated or what, but I have seen like an American Nightmare World Championship belt. That can't be real. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think it's real, but like... You want to talk about um, Cody getting booed. <laughs> more <laughs> more neck tattoos. That's one way to do it. If That, yeah. that t-shirt couldn't get him booed. And that t-shirt... Awful. It's awful. That t-shirt can't get that man booed. I think him having an American Nightmare tattoo world title is a surefire way to be like, now nah, I'm done with this now. Jack Nichols said, I hope that lab that you're taking Ollie's hair to isn't screen labs. They're always losing people's identities. Uh, <laughs> Merry Mania, chaps. Likewise. Eddie Pant. Oh, Tempest is here. I miss Uzi Chats with him on Saturday morning, so here's an unpopular opinion to get his Canadian blood boiling. Christian has always been and always will be better than Edge. His work rate characters and promos says it all. Jam that jam. I'm not going to argue about my two favorite sons. I refuse. Edge is my favorite wrestler of all time. Uh, N64 Live Podcast. A lot of people making fun of me for the Logan Paul Brothers thing. I don't know who they are. They might be called that. I don't know. They call the, they're called the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say. It's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. It's Logan Paul and Jake Logan Paul. 
<laughs> and 60 Below Podcast. Hey, Cliff. Just says, happy WrestleMania week. Have a great stream. Thank and you. To you. And speaking of the UCP, the Underconsole Nation, Harry and Manga Girl has been a member for three months in a row. Says, afternoon, guys. No question. Just wishing everyone a happy WrestleMania week. Looking forward to watching both nights. As are we, Harriet. Lovely to have you in the chat. Luke Thomas says, Have you guys heard that Bala Edge will see the return of the original cell? The red milk crate is no more. Is that a result? I have heard this, and it has uh, made me significantly more excited for the match. If they can get, if they can just bring back that cell, that will make me go like, okay, yeah, I'm more on board for this. Now. Hell in a Cell's back. Doesn't look like a stupid toy. I hate that red cell. I hate it a lot. I, I oh, do I hate that red cell more than I hate the red lights on Fiend matches? No. Mm. We'll put them together. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it was making me think of it. You combined the two. Uh, Kevin said, I like the show. Becky's promo and match were great. Theory's promo was something different and interesting, so it's welcomed. I think I might be the only one, but I preferred the video packages for Belair and Asuka rather than another mid-segment. Oh, you're not the only one. I, I totally agree, but I just would have done a not mid-segment. I would have put this whole thing a little bit more interestingly. Let's <laughs> say there's, a, there's another option. <laughs> it's like when Cody Rhodes was having a pop-up fans being like, your women's division booking isn't very good. And it's like, look, not every uh, uh, feud can be war and peace. It's like there's a middle Not ground needs to be <laughs> there's a middle ground there mr rhodes it's uh. like, has to be war and peace or a pamphlet there's a middle ground here uh kevin also adds a happy wrestlemania week everyone there's so much good wrestling cooking i'm so hyped also i just started watching the patreon blood on the clock out and my head hurts after three minutes if you don't know go on patreon and watch it now it's great is that the custom script one <gasps> I didn't know that was up. Yep. Oh, it sure is. Hot dog. Am I excited to see that? No? <laughs> oh, I mean, you might be. I did not have a very good time playing that one. You'll see why. <laughs> oh, I'm but... <laughs> Yeah. So excited. Uh, and lastly, here from Chris, who says, uh, Hi, guys. Hope you're well. Um, I'm glad all the mystery around Alexa has been cleared up and she was doing Mars Singer. That's a deal with her skin, care, skin cancer scare. She's happy and she'll be at the arena this weekend. Hope she's back soon. Jam that jam. I am actually quite amazed we didn't get any ultra trust about the John Moxley podcast. Yeah. I really thought we would get more people asking. Like, I saw some people in the live chat being like, hey, did you see? Uh, but I really thought we'd have a few more Ultra Chats being like, what did you make of that? What did you Maybe think not of that? a lot of our viewers have seen it to Ultra Chat in. Maybe by the Dynamite podcast, we'll, we'll get a lot more of it. Yeah, because it did only drop like you know, a handful of yeah, hours. Yeah, it was ago. like a couple hours before our stream started. Yeah, but it is. Yeah, it's quite the little interview. Yeah, it's right quite there. spicy. It is quite spicy. I think some, th some quotes are being taken very much out of context. And I think that is charging a narrative that does not exist. I mean, and that narrative being Dean Ambrose is going back to WWE. Yeah, that I don't know where people are getting that. I, if anything, if he wanted to, he could have. Literally, he literally says on the podcast, I could have just gone to SummerSlam and I would have just re-signed. But I chose to re-sign to AEW for five years. I don't know how you can listen to that and be like, that means Dean Ambrose is coming back, right? Mm -hmm. like that, that makes, that isn't asinine take from that <laughs> podcast that is a michael jordan in space jam level of reach <laughs> yeah pretty pretty stupid i'd say um but thank you all so much for watching today thank you all so much for your ultra chats and thank you to this episode sponsor beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk click the link in the video description down below to get yourself eight 
eight free craft beers on us. Just got to pay £5.95 for that postage and packaging, and you will get eight delicious craft beers, the snacks, and the excellent magazine as well, delivered straight to your front door. Beer 52 have been fabulous sponsors for us over the years. We really love working with them. I have been a Beer 52 subscriber legit now for almost 10 years. I think it's a great service. I love getting the box every single month. And this is a brilliant box for me. Excuse me, uh, as you can tell. And I'm going to be drinking a few of these on WrestleMania weekend. So why don't you join us, UK viewers only? We are better than you Americans, and we drink it. Beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. We are back tomorrow. It's WrestleMania 39 predictions. Me and Ollie Davis will be going through our predictions for WrestleMania. Then on Thursday, it'll be the Dynamite review. And then Saturday, you and Tempest. Sorry, you are Tempest. Tempest and Sat will be reviewing SmackDown. And then it's WrestleMania, baby. Woo! as we'll be doing night one reactions and a podcast the following day night two reactions and a podcast review the following day and then the wrestlemania the roar after wrestlemania live reactions and a podcast the following day so make sure you subscribe enable notifications to always on to know when we go live thank you all so much for watching uh let's quickly do the poll actually yes just before we run out um not yet don't end the stream no we need to check a poll first. Um, wow, thumbs up, 74%. Uh, in the middle, 23%. Thumbs down, 2%. So you liked it then, did you? Yeah, sounds like people were uh, very much into that, as you should be, because this was a very fun episode of Raw. So thank you all so much for watching. Also, thank you to Jennifer for writing Check the Poll in much larger font so that I did not forget. <laughs> I've been Luke Owen, D-A-D, your Jam That Champion and your Quizlemania Champion. That has been Tempest and Jam That Jam. I'm winning that thing. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.